thank you. Before anything, thank you. In a world swimming with hot, fresh content right off the press, you've done me a favor and tapped the play button on this humble little episode of my Eatsy Beatsy show. What an honor. I don't know who you are, and I don't care, frankly. Well, I might care. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't care who you are, because it doesn't matter. This podcast is for everyone. Name a race, name a gender, name a species. This show is for them. It's all inclusive down here in this little corner of the internet, and I am so happy you have come down to stay, if only for a minute. Take your shoes off or lace them up. I don't care. Get comfy and know that this is your safe space. Tell your friends or keep it a secret. It's time for another special episode. Let's get rolling with another. So I'm going to give you a heads up. My opener here. This one's a tough one to put out. I can't tell you exactly why, but man, at least the first two minutes. Oh boy. Oh boy, it's a rough one. What we're going to do is improvise a series of old notebook premises that I wrote around four years ago as a young man. But I'll be reading them to music loops I made, so that's fun. Uh, but without, So without any further ado, no more unneeded buildup, welcome to today's episode. Hi. Um, so my girlfriend told me to talk dirty to her on the phone. So I told her I wanted to make her twitch like Stephen Hawking's upper lip. <laughs> Something must have been buried in my subconscious about Stephen Hawking because I told her I wanted to make her... Uh. Uh. That was bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a nursing student, so I need something to fall back on. That's why I started comedy. <laughs> because in order to be successful at something, you have to go all in with it and have to have backup and not have backup plans. What if I do have a backup plan? Does it mean, does it mean that I'll end up doing my backup plan because I won't be successful with the first plan that my, and my backup plan doesn't have a backup plan? Holy shit. Was I retarded? Okay, stop. Stop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've listened to that a couple times. I'm going to leave it just because I believe in the craft. That was so, that was so bad. I was trying to be bad, but that was atrocious. I apologize. Here we go with another round. Let's do it. Here is my section for complaints. Michigan is cold, salty, and dead in the winter, but people say it's worth it? How? My room has a fair amount of roly-polies in it, and it's gross. <clears throat> Sometimes my back gets real itchy in the winter because I take hot showers and I can't reach, I can't reach where I need to put lotion on it. Son of a bitch, it's the worst. Having discipline is hard. I hate it. When I have a real sticky shit and there's no baby wipes and no matter the amount I wipe, the normal wipes, I can never get all the poo gone. 
My parents not understanding why I, a 22-year-old male, want so desperately to not live with them. I dislike high schoolers in the gym who are defined but not big. They have the attitude like they're huge, but they're tiny little pricks. People who spend more than $5,000 on a dining table and then try to sell it three years later because it's outdated. When my farts stink, they smell like old broccoli. All right. All right. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't as bad. Obvious signs of improvement. We're going to try it one more time here. One more time and uh, we'll move on with the show. Okay, here we go. Without further ado, my last section of me reading old notes from when I was around 22 years old. Why as sick as a dog is saying? Generally, I would say dogs are much healthier than humans. They eat a strict diet on a strict schedule. Their favorite activities all involve running. And they have people groom them on a regular basis. I tell you, if I had somebody groom me on a regular basis, I would be much healthier than I am right now. My friend's dad has weird dreams when he eats Italian food, and he refuses to eat it past 8 p.m. It's like somebody who gets stomach issues when they eat Mexican, but he has mental issues when he eats Italian. First time you go on a mile run after a few years of being a fat, lazy, dormant slob is just the same as drinking a whole fifth of tequila in under an hour. Make sure you know what you're in for because that hangover is going to be physical. That was a fun little experiment. <laughs> Obviously, music had to be played for those because uh, we weren't gonna we weren't gonna mess with any of the silence, you know, like the deafening silence that you hear surrounding those premises at an open mic. As open mics feel like a vacuum, premises and bits get sucked into the silence, and even if the reverb is turned all the way up, there's no echo. There isn't even a hum in the audience. It's a dead, silent affair that sucks the funny out of everything. Open mics are where other comics go to feed off of the weak and suck any funny they can out of the inexperienced newcomer on stage. They're terrible. But it's what you got to do in order to make it. I mean, nursing school was terrible, but it did a lot of good for me and helped me to get a good job helping others and providing for my loved ones. So, moral of the story is, you got to do things that kind of suck in order to get 
good things to come into your life and have opportunity. Moving on. Today is another beautiful day in Michigan. The rain poured from an open sky as cracks of thunder and white hot lightning scorched the earth in the early morn. Soon the rain slowed and dark purple skies gave way to the effervescent glory of the fluorescent yellow morning sun. Birds came out of their nest and the bugs crawled out of hiding. The region came back alive and I, I sat with my morning cup of brew and read notes written from some four years past that inspired a feeling of wretched embarrassment and shame. So sit back, relax, sit on down, sit your ass down, and listen to this episode. Today, coming back to the show for a third time. Yeah, third time. I mean, I should just start calling this Travis LeBrack and Friends show. Honestly. I mean, do I do I even need to give this guy an introduction? This is his third time. He's great. We know he's great. Everyone loves him. And if you don't, what? Really? He's so wholesome. He likes fishing and cooking and fencing. Really, this guy loves anything that ends with an ing. Fucking. Um, <clears throat> he's a good guy. Ex- I mean, except, except maybe that one thing he did. That was that that was in that was in New Orleans though, and things are different down there. They don't they don't really have the same rules at zoos. I'm I'm not saying I supported that or I do, but I mean, other than the monkey thing, he's a rock solid guy. <laughs> you want this guy taking care of your kids when you die. Like, he'll teach them all about history and classic rock and Jacobsville sandstone. The important things. Introducing the man, the myth, the legend of Marquette, Mr. Joshua Todd Kaminsky. Josh Kaminsky. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm very happy that you're here for a third time. I know. It feels like forever since I've been on. I know, man. It's like I so only have, have happened. thirty right, only thirteen episodes published, but haven't really done a great job of staying steady with it, you know. So it really has been a while since you were since we talked. Yeah, you've been doing a lot with the podcast. I have, but I haven't published a lot of it, you know. I mean, I did the one with Jeff Brockett that got all fucked up, and yeah. I just left the intro up. So if anybody's listened to that, episode number 12 is literally just the intro, and then me bullshitting saying it's under construction. Yeah. But he and I haven't really worked out a time to re-record. That was a good one, too, man. I was bummed. 
He yeah. was a he was a guy that uh, I know through working at five hundred one. He would come to the bar, and we'd always have fucked up like yeah. conversations. Like it would always just go like, like you know, formalities for five minutes, and then just like somehow we'd find ourselves down a rabbit hole. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but <sighs> when we w- last time when we did talk, and I kind of understand why he he wasn't real happy with the result because <laughs> he's he was talking about like some conspiracies that he wasn't really that familiar with yet, but sure. he believed in. And I was just kind of picking it apart a little bit yeah. too hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I remember when that came out, you were really excited to send me the intro to it. Oh yeah. Or no, 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 no. It was, was it the, yeah, the yeah. intro to it. Yeah. And this was when I was still working at the Detroit athletic club project. And it was it was a fucking hot day. Yeah. Just loud in there all the time. And just drills running and hammers banging all the time. Yeah. So you're like, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. And I finally, I turn it up in my car, <laughs> drive it home. And what do I hear? The R- same shit I hear <laughs> during the entire day. Yeah, right at the end. just. It yeah. was funny, though. No, it man. was funny. I, I liked it. <laughs> I mean, it it was... reminds me of that. Have you ever seen... um? The album, uh, Some Girls, The mm. Rolling Stones. No. So what they had done was they had a bunch of um, actors' heads that they pasted on, like, this old newspaper clipping for, like, haircuts in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And they had used a bunch of these actors' faces without their, like, consent. Mm. And they got sued up the ass for it. So they re-released the album, like, a year later called under construction like and they removed the faces and under uh, the sleeve for the album is uh it just says this album is under construction that's so funny yeah. well that's what that's like if you go on the instagram episode 12 i have like construction signs yeah. on it and shit <laughs> it's funny <laughs> it's stupid but you know i mean it, it was just like you know i worked hard that was like one of the first intros that i really worked hard on and um it uh it was just such a bummer when the episode didn't work that like i have all this intro stuff i i want to put it out you know i i, I worked so f- i worked so hard on that so it's like to take down like that 10 minutes i did at the front was just like i i can't do that so i just left it up and just like we'll re-record you know or like cuz the file's fucked up too i don't yeah. I, you know so it's all part of the learning process. It's just like, oh, yeah. and then there's like, you know, I've had problems with people coming on and then, you know, they, they listen to it and don't like the way they sound or don't like the way they portray themselves. So, you know, like in hindsight, they're like, Oh, you got to take it down, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, come on, man. That's like part of the, it's like, I understand, but at the same time, I want to get like a contract for you to sign. Once yeah. you talk into <laughs> my microphone and I record it, it's mine. You uh-huh. know? Like, well, it, I mean, it's been coming a long way, and, you know, I don't think you've realized this, but it's also a first for this podcast to be recorded in front of a live studio audience. You're correct. We do have a... <laughs> <laughs> we have a live studio audience of one. Yeah. Which is cool, man. It's like some real, like, you know, in, in studios, mm-hmm. you know, you got somebody hanging out on the couch on yeah. the side. That's, I want this to feel kind of like a hang, you know, yeah. and that's like what it always becomes. You know, uh-huh. every time I've talked with someone, it's just like 
or just hanging out, you know? Yeah. It's like you, you stop really thinking about the fact that it's getting recorded and you're just talking, you mm-hmm. know? You do. The recording aspect does, like, change the way you think a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I have a hard time getting over hearing my voice in the uh, headphones as I'm talking, <laughs> and that's something. Yeah. I mean, it's just an alien, like, kind of thing to me. It is, but it 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 really helps you zone in and almost, like, I think aids you with, like, what you're saying, you know? Like yeah. It makes you, it just adds that layer of, think about what you're saying yeah, before it's you it's say it, you know? It's voice training wheels. Kind <laughs> of, I guess. I mean, a lot of times, it, it helps you control your volume a lot better, too. Like, a lot of times, especially with dudes, man, we get talking, if, if there's, like, three or four dudes in a group around a table or whatever, it's like... It just it starts off chill in the beginning, but halfway through, everybody's heart rate is at 115, and y- you're yelling like everybody's yelling their stories. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's just <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's exhausting. It's just like I want to tell my story, but I don't want to use the energy that you guys are like turn using right now. Yeah. You know, I've I've been at JRs before where we got music cranked up and we're all just screaming over each other, like all trying to tell our fucking funny story. Oh, yeah. And I look at my Apple Watch and it says my heart rate is like 125. (laughs) 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 Well, and then there's a time you actually assert your, you know, use that energy to assert yourself to tell the story. And then once you do that and you get everyone's attention... You fuck up halfway through because you're out of energy for the... Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, God, I'm tired. You're like, and this happened. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, I just want to chill, guys. Yeah. Why are we going to... First off, can we turn the music down just a little bit? Like, half the time I'm hanging out with a group of friends, I'm like, can we turn the music down two notches, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm autistic, I'm certain. Like, I d- oh, no, I'm not, but, you know, you get overstimulated. Yeah, what, what always pissed me off when back in the days of like xbox 360 and playing online with friends yeah there's one friend that would always while the game's loading or something he'd be fucking playing his guitar into the mic you don't want to hear that shit no nobody wants to listen to you play guitar nobody unless you're playing like with people shut up yeah (laughs) unless i'm unless i'm like you're sitting over there with your guitar and i'm like hey play over the hills and far away and you can just shred it out real quick yeah shut the fuck up the most annoying you know they talk shit people musicians talk shit about like drummers interrupting practice and stuff like that but god damn it if that if the two guitars never shut the fuck up in between songs shut up oh you see that's how i feel when I'm trying to tune my guitar. Yeah. And either you or Bobby yeah. is just banging away. Well, you fucking it up. If you're <laughs> trying if you're trying to tune your guitar, I try to be very respectful yeah, of that. Yeah, you, you do a very good job about that. Bobby on the other hand, no. not so. Well, much. I'm cognizant of it. I don't know. I the last time I was like there's times where it's like we all stop jamming, but you know, somebody doesn't put their guitar down and they just keep going and you're just like Dude, can you? D- we need five. Take five yeah. with us. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so cunty, <laughs> but this is like, I just, I literally can barely hear myself think right now because uh-huh. of the music we just played. And you still have your guitar on full volume, <laughs> just diddling away, doing whatever it is you're doing. I don't care if it sounds like Jimi Hendrix over there. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> That's rude, but you know, it's, it's uh, musicians. I get it, yeah. I guess. I don't y- know. You know. I'm a musician now, so. Yeah. 
growing out your hair. Fuck yeah, somebody in the band's got to. Mm-hmm. Gonna move out to San Fran. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> when I was younger, me and my dad were sitting out, out at a fire on our deck. And, uh, sorry, hold on one second. We're sitting out on the fire on the deck, and we hear our neighbor, who is a single guy. And he's on the phone, and he's being real loud, and he's just like, Mom, I'm going to make it, Mom. You know, like, you know, me and my dad both just kind of look at each other. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, no. He's like, Mom, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to San Fran, and I'm, I'm going <laughs> to do it. I'm going to live in San Fran, Mom. I'm going to have a nice house, nice apartment. <laughs> You're just like, oh, man, this guy's, this guy's bumming me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to write that number one hit and write it right to the top. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he was trying to be something or someone, but like, Mom, I'm going to make it to yeah. San Fran was like <laughs> the, <laughs> the essence. Yeah, it's like that what, shooting star. Yeah. Bad company. <laughs> I love that song, man. It's a great song. My mom put that. My mom made an album, like a CD mixtape for me when I was a kid, and that was on it. Oh, that was? Yeah. It was that in the, um, I, I remember you telling me about it. It wasn't, uh, there's Ooh, a lot of, what a lucky man he, he was. was. Yeah. <laughs> Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. Fucking love that song. That, um. I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. <laughs> Boo, doo, doo, doo. The Moody Blues. Yeah. Love that song. Oh, yeah. Smooth by Santana. Do you still have that? That CD? CD? Yeah. Nah, that CD is <sighs> gone in the nether, man. Can you like make a playlist? Do you, do you know all the songs <laughs> off that CD? Okay, let me try to name them. Okay, so we had we had singer in a rock and roll band, or rock and roll band, yeah. Moody Blues, um, Shooting Star. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the what's the man. other? Lucky Man. What's the other Bad Company song? Um, bad Company? No. Close. No. Um, Ready for Love. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. No. I, <laughs> I, I love Bad Company, man. No, oh, um, they're great. There was another one. Rock and Roll Fantasy. That was That's another cool. one that was on there. Um, it was like all her favorite classic rock songs, man. So like Show Me the Way by Styx. Yeah. Um, there was Does Patty uh, like to rock? She used to, but now she she listens to more like um, you know modern. She likes you know just the popular shit. You know, Megan yeah, Trainer like and cars. Ariana Grande. Yeah, our moms definitely should get together. I I know because <laughs> I bet they did love that. My mom, my mom was a big Sticks fan. She oh yeah. Both that's like one of the things her and my dad had in common. You know, they love Sticks. My mom like Quiet Riot. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But she had, when my dad met her, she was wearing a white snake uh, leather uh, jacket. No, she wasn't. Well, Julie. Yeah. Wow. I, I, our moms would like each other. Yeah. We, my mom has never been friends with any of my sister's friends' moms. Always been friends with my friend's yeah. moms. Always. And I don't know what it is, but that's like she always would be going to lunch with all my friends' moms, and your mom fits the bill for somebody yeah, well that she would the love. Mo- the mother-son dynamic is, is something mm-hmm. a lot different. Than mother-daughter. I mean, my yeah. mom's, like, best friends with my two sisters. Like, they do everything Oh, yeah, together. no. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess in this light, or just, you know, through the son's friend's mom. Yeah, it, it does. It, it's like a personality thing. I feel like yeah. me and my mom, we can really just, you know... We can have like real conversations, whereas she just has a little bit more fun with my sisters, you know. Yeah. And that's I want to get my mom on here, man. That That'd she's the one, one that like inspired this. Yeah. We were. I was. Uh, I was getting back from a run, and she was staying in the camper because you know at the beginning of the pandemic, um, 
you know, she's a nurse and she was around COVID and we didn't know what it was. So she was isolating herself from us, but I wasn't scared of nothing. So I went in there and after a run was just, I just, we just talked for like an hour about all sorts of stuff, you know? Like yeah. And I was like, man, I just wish I had this recorded because like, I know one day you're not going to be here. Yeah. And that would be so valuable. Oh, hell yeah. To have, you know, it's like that episode of, uh, that the last episode of uh, the Midnight Gospel that came that all came from a podcast Duncan Trussell did with his mom years ago. Cried like a baby. I couldn't <laughs> stop, dude. That episode that was like oh, I'm getting chills right now. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Mm. It's how, how long was your mom out in the camper? Uh, a while, a few months. That's so insane to think about. Like, yeah. well, you just with shit people have had to do or you know yeah especially when it started and you didn't really know no, anything. yeah like all like the information mom out in the camper it's just <laughs> like yeah it's like what is going on right yeah. now and i mean she was seeing it from like the hospital perspective oh, where they were like yeah dude where they were like saying if you see if we see you in a mask like if you're wearing a mask outside of a patient's room, like you can be like you're, you you could be reprimanded, stuff like that. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, like if you're wearing a mask outside of a patient's room, like, like this is before. No, COVID th- or this is the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Hospitals, you can. T- there were, there was a lot of controversy within hospitals about PPEs, where yeah. nurses and doctors wanted to be wearing PPEs and the hospital administrators who aren't in the hospital but make the rules were saying that's inappropriate and you should not be doing that. You got to be shitting me. Yep. They they started hoarding supplies so the hospital wouldn't give masks to nurses and doctors. And if doc, there were doctors that were fired for coming out and talking about what administrations were doing during the pandemic, like posting on Twitter or making videos on YouTube, like physicians yeah. were fired for it, for saying that's just wrong. For it was it's it was it was horrible. There's you know, and it goes from the microcosm of small of host, local hospitals and trauma centers and medical centers, whatever. It goes like th- that was happening locally. The same thing was happening on a nationwide scale when you had, you know, Dr. Fauci and the leaders of our country uh, coming out with policies and giving people bad information. Like they, th- th- there was so much of back and forth on like the truth of wearing masks. Like at one point, Dr. Fauci was saying that wearing a mask is totally unnecessary and then a week later yeah, I remember that mm-hmm. and then month and a week later he was you know they were saying you have to wear a mask and then months later he in a press conference admitted that he and like whoever else was working with them lied like he said we we lied did, did he say why so so we wouldn't run out of masks they lied to the public so wow. masks wouldn't we wouldn't run out and you know i can understand why they would make that decision but at the same time that's extremely irresponsible you know yeah and also highlights a bigger problem which is medical supplies that in the country you know uh-huh 
we don't have the things we need stockpiled, stockpiled. Yeah. A huge portion of our pharmaceuticals come from our biggest threat, which is China. Uh, our saline is made offshores, like our normal saline, like mm-hmm. fluids, they're made offshores. Yeah. And all of our masks and gloves, for the most part, come from manufacturing plants that are overseas or out of the country. And we don't have warehouses with that stuff stockpiled. So if you're thinking military-minded, which I think because you're such a history buff, you you do, and you enjoy Dan Carlin, and you yeah. and you really enjoy war history, you realize what happens to supply chains in war and how that is such a major component of it. Yeah. Like a goal that you have when you're in war with another country is to cut off their supply chain. Mm-hmm. And if you can cut off a country's medical supply supply chain, their citizens are going to perish. Yeah. And it would be a catastrophe. It was and, and we're very lucky that this thing wasn't worse than it was. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think... I hear a lot of people say, like, things aren't going to be the same. But, I mean, in some respect, I mean, things are never the same. Yeah, tomorrow Time is keeps, yeah, keeps going forward. But, I mean, it's like, they look at, historically, you look at, like, certain tragedies or certain events as, like, markers for, like, a period in time. Yeah. Like post nine eleven or like post civil war with the reconstruction phase and mm-hmm. post World War Two. You think that there's gonna be a post COVID? I, I think maybe. I mean the last one was nine eleven. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in terms of people who died, that's nothing. Yeah. That one was a little easier, but because like, you know, it was a terrorist attack, you mm-hmm. know, it was it was but yeah, probably. I mean, dude, this shit's real and, and stuff is still happening and there's a lot of things that we need to be concerned about and aware of right now. Yeah. Like the like censorship is happening on YouTube and on Twitter and Facebook that is really, really sketchy and not okay where you yeah. have like YouTube pulling off platform pulling pulling off like videos that doctors make saying, hey, this is how I've been treating my COVID patients and they're doing a lot better than what the CDC or WHO guidelines are mm-hmm. and their videos get pulled down. And it's like, that's a fucking doctor with clinical experience that's doing it and you're, yeah. pulling, you're pulling their video down because it doesn't follow the... Wor- hey, whoa, did I, did I say something to offend you? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> c- c- no, come on, come, come here. Y- come you want to do a little shout out? Anymore. Do a shout out. Hey, we got a little guest star here. Sweaty ass mic. <laughs> Hey, how you doing, bud? Hey, Trev. How's it going? How are you? Get right down in there. Just on my way out. Yeah, (laughs) we got the meatball sitting down. You guys coaxed me into doing a podcast. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, Josh, you can go home. This is the plan all along. All right, I got a few questions for you, sir. I am not going to answer anything. How was your day? It was good. That's good. Did you have a good day? Yeah, it was really good. Okay. I, uh... Wasn't too busy, but wasn't too bored at the same time. Sounds like a good Sunday. You yeah. Know? Just relax. It was very relaxing, but I also got shit done, which was nice. That's good. So That's good. We all like getting shit done. Yeah. You know, I mean, you ever have any controversial sh- thoughts that you would like to share immediately? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have a list actually. <laughs> okay. Well, next you time you come, them? no, next time you come, just bring the list and we'll do this. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Actually. All yeah, right. We'll do that. All right. Well, I'll thank bring you the for list. sitting I'll down. I'll add some more stuff to it. All right. We can just rattle them off. Uh, thanks big guy. Yeah, dude. You're Th- great. Hey, thanks for having me. Trent. Yeah. It was I such a good time. It. All right. Bye I'll see listeners. you. <laughs> Live studio <laughs> audience interaction. All right. They're hugging each other. Yeah. It is warm in here. See you, bub. See ya. There goes the live studio audience. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was... All right, now he's fucking done. Thank God, dude. Jesus Christ. Guy. Did you hear him on here? So cocky. I Just know. Just like coming on my show, talking to me. Yeah. Thinking I'm going to ask him questions. Yeah. Psh, I didn't want to know what his day was like. Hey, if you're listening to this in a week or tomorrow or whenever it gets put out, I didn't want to ask you a single question. Not a single thing that I said to you was genuine. Think about that. That's deep. All right, that was mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was deep. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean it. Uh, you know, I can go round and round talking about, like, the COVID shit, you know, because I, I have, you know, my own ob- subjective experience. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to just, you know not get over I don't know don't overthink the stuff and don't like let it consume you because I dude we this podcast could turn into an hour and a half of us just talking about that oh yeah that's not what I want you know me neither I actually do have a list of questions oh shit and I wanted to ask uh that I wanted to ask okay um how's my day no (laughs) 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 um okay question number one that I have on my list what um what gives you the right? Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, Diane Sawyer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. Okay. Um I did I did think that it'd be fun to ask you if you could make a rock and roll super group, who would be your four piece band? I like these kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. Talking to the mic. I'm sorry. That's okay. Get it like right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right here. Oh, God. Kissing it. Because then I can like, then I can work on it and make it like sound a little, sound, you know, fit your voice better. Because when you're far away from it like this, you're, there's only so much. like Bill Burr doing his, uh, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cleo. (laughs) Aw. Yeah. Anyways. So, rock and roll super group. Yeah. Hmm. Eric Clapton. Who? What position? Oh shit! You have to say like the four. You have to say. All right. So you have to make a four piece. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Who's doing what? And you know. All right. Let me start with drums first. Okay. Drums. I'd probably have. I'd like this is gonna be a weird one. I don't know his name, but it's the the drummer from Primus. Okay. He he does some tasty shit. Yeah, he does. Like Tommy the Cat, that just fucking gets me. He knows how to funk. Yeah. Which I think is good in a drummer. Okay. Do him on bass. I, do these people have to be alive? No, of course not. Okay. 
then I'd like to redact my statement of promises. Oh, no, this is a su- all-time super, uh, your all-time. Okay, all right. This is your all-time rock band. On drums, I would have... Man, you really put me on the spot. Yeah. This is don't think too hard, man. I'm I am thinking too hard cuz I'm going to drive home from this later <laughs> and think fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh All right, for bass we're going to do John Atwistle from The Who. Mhm. I think he's very uh, understated. Would that be the right word? Under, under, un, under underrated. Underrated. Yeah, I yeah. mean, understated is like subtle. Yeah. Which bass is generally? Yeah. Okay. So John at Wessel on bass. Yep. On guitar, I'd like to see Eric Clapton. Great. Cool. Drums. Mm-hmm. Neil Peart? I think that's a great choice. He can play anything with anybody. Yeah. That's the thing about Neil Peart did so many guest spots on different bands uh-huh. and different like he would do jazz shit. Like he can he can play anything with anybody. Great choice. And on vocals. See, that's my least favorite. Yeah, you don't like singing? I, I do like it. Aretha Franklin on vocals. Oh, there we shit. Go. Yeah. Let's curveball. go. Curveball <laughs> for sure. I love Aretha Franklin, man. Yeah. I got this album downloaded of her that's, it's like 50 songs. Uh-huh. And every one on that album is so She's good. She's got a gorgeous voice. It's amazing. So much yeah. soul. And the, her band was so powerful, too. Great yeah. band. Great band. Okay. Well, I How haven't. How about you? I, I want to know. Yeah, I haven't really given mine much thought. Honestly, I was going to think of it today, but I got distracted. Um, I would say you took Neil Pert from me because I was going to say he can just mesh with anybody, you know, yeah. drum wise. But he's not my favorite drummer. But I, I mean, mad respect, and I love Neil Pert, and I love listening to him. But drums, I think I would go with Chad Smith. Okay. Um. For the fact that he can hold down rock and roll, but also he's just got that funk that I love. Yeah. Watching him play is just like... Ah, uh, you yeah, feel he, it, man. Yeah, he knows what he's yep, doing. Yep, he is, he is in flow state when he plays, man. Um, John Bon... Or um, John Bon Jovi's vocals, duh. No. Um, ah, that was a yeah. joke. That was a joke. <laughs> um, I think I would choose uh, John Paul Jones on bass. Yeah, that's he's a good fucking awesome. He's the best bassist that ever lived. I, and you got like a twofer because I mean, well, not even a twofer, more than that because he plays or you know the organs and um, mandolin, a bunch of different shit. So yeah, I got diversity. He's my fucking yeah. He's my uh, what do they call it when you got a guy that plays baseball that does every position, um, utility player. Oh really? Yeah. Never heard you, that. You remember? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a baseball player. Remember Brandon Inge? No. Brandon Inge played for the Tigers for like ever, and he did everything. He was third really? base catcher, played outfield, second base, could pitch. Yeah. Like he was the third baseman for the longest time, and then he was the catcher. <laughs> what was his like? 
home position. Pos- yeah, third. Like, yeah, that's that was his like best position. He's a finisher. Yeah, and c- he was a great catcher too, yeah. and he could hit, and he had it all, man. He was just a consistent ball player for like fifteen years. Um, lead guitar. Mm. I got a well. Is, does it count if I take two people from the same band? Yeah, of course. Go I ahead. mean, shit. I'm going with. Uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Page. Page. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Page and then singing. Shit. Ooh. Ooh. This, I might read Rod Stewart. I love Rod Stewart. Yeah. I yeah. love Rod Stewart too, but I, I, I just, uh, I love Rod Stewart. Have you been listening to him a lot lately? No, uh, but there's, I mean, not like any more than I usually do, but like the face has got some fucking jams and yeah. then Rod Stewart also had a lot of like solo shit that was badass. Uh-huh. Um, really love Rod Stewart and I think he would mesh well with those guys. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm going to do and this might fuck up the audio and I'm going to regret it later, but I'm going to turn the AC on in here. Y- yeah. It's hot. Really nice. Thank you. It doesn't. I need to call and do a <laughs> get a maintenance fucking check on this because it's it's ridiculous, yeah. man. It, it doesn't. The thing about the AC is it won't kick off. Really? It'll just run continuously twenty four seven if you don't stop it. Huh. My last consumer's bill was a hundred and forty two dollars. What? And I'm. I asked my parents what theirs was on their yeah two story house. And theirs was like a hundred and fifty. Like I got a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, it should not be that. I mean, much. you're not running it all day, right? No. Well, it, sometimes it it's, it'll go through the night. Well, okay. So this is how fucked up consumers is. You know that during the hours of um. Oh, they charge premiums. Yeah. And yeah, it's like seven a.m. and three p.m. They just define hours where it costs more. Yeah, right? yeah. And you can't do anything about it because you're, you know, that's the only provider here. I I want to know how that fucking works. Yeah, and it's just like this 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 kind. I don't get energy efficient utilities either. So or energy efficient appliances. Yeah. My I know my oven and stove just pulls so much energy, and so does my fridge. Like my fridge is just. My fridge is super inefficient. Yeah. And it's like they're brand new, but they're not energy efficient. Uh-huh. They're just drawing a ton of energy, man. It's okay, so hear me out here. Okay. Back on the last question. Sure. I'd like to do a new Supergirl. Okay. With less clay pool mm. on bass. Okay. On drums, probably still... Oh no, Ginger Baker. Oh, uh, I was really considering Ginger, Ginger Baker. Baker on drums, yeah. and then Frank Zappa on guitar. Let's go! Isn't that's a pretty sick lineup? I think Ginger. I think that those guys would th- see the thing about it is right. Like you want the, the super groups got to m- gel. Yeah. And I think they're all of the same ilk. Yeah. <laughs> like Ginger Baker, maniac on drums. Uh huh. Um, but also super tight and yeah. musically sound. Les Claypool. I mean fucking psychopath (laughs) 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 and then and then you know frank zappa uh, just an artistic genius yeah i I, and you know what i would keep it a three-piece group and let les claypool and uh frank Frank zappa Zappa fill in the gaps yeah Yeah, they'd fill in the gaps yeah for sure that's a good one damn all right next question because you know i've never had questions prepared yeah Um, i like those yeah um 
How much money do you have? On me right now, I got like 22 bucks in my pocket. <laughs> no, that was a joke, too. I just, <laughs> um, just the most uncomfortable yeah. starting question. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, can you uh, give me a ride to the airport tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to move next weekend. Uh, I'm thinking Saturday. Yeah, I'm not going to be there, but you can get started. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking kill me. Um, Your favorite historic monument and or historic story or a cool one uh okay so one of my favorite historic stories is it sounds so evil and sinister because it is it's the the 1913 massacre (laughs) yeah okay so this is up in Calumet, Michigan. Yes, sir. Up in the nether regions of the Upper Peninsula, for those who haven't been there. Yes. Like, this is... Once you get to Marquette, you think it's a fucking long drive, but go probably three hours more north to, the like, kind of the base of the Keweenaw Peninsula. Okay. Here's Calumet. And Calumet is historically known as being a copper mining town. Mm-hmm. That's where it got a lot of its money. And th- there was, I think, two or three big copper mining um, industry titans up there. Uh, Calumet and Hecla, and I, I forgot the other two. The mining conditions in the 1860s and 70s, were they were fucking god-awful. Yeah. You know, sending these poor immigrants down into the mines. It's like that Tennessee Ernie Ford song. Uh, like, I sold my soul to the company store. Yeah. A lot of those houses in Calumet are, you know, were built and owned by the mines. And they would rent them out to people at, like, you know, crazy prices. And then they, uh, they would barely pay their workers. So, about... I'd say 1910, 1911, uh, the invention of the one-man drill came out. And it was supposed to be a more efficient way to extract mine, or like raw copper, iron, all that, and, um, you know, eliminate the need for a lot of people. Because before, what they were doing was taking big spikes, you know, big pipes, spikes, whatever, Two men would hold it, and one man would swing. Mm-hmm. And they're curved at the end, like a drill. So two men would turn it real quick, and they hit it. Yeah. Turn it real quick and hit it to get to their mi- mineral that they wanted. So when they call this one-man drill the Widowmaker, mm. too. Yeah. Because it was very dangerous and very powerful, and it caused a lot of mine collapses. So thus, you know... Make the Widowmaker. Widow yeah. yeah. So shit was starting to hit the fan with a bunch of uh, strikes mm-hmm. against these mining companies for unfair wages and, like, whatnot. So it got so bad around Calumet that the National Guard was um, enacted up in the Upper Peninsula because... The mining companies were hiring a bunch of Pinkerton agents to be like act as like their heavy enforcement, their thugs. For what? 
to get the workers back to work. Oh, because they were like was fucking killing people and shit. Wow. And there was like strikes every day. Because it was just so shitty to work for them. It was so dangerous. It was it's so all, all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the heat of the strikes in 1913, on Christmas Eve, the m- the strike organizers threw what they was like a Christmas ball mm-hmm. at the local like fraternal order hall. It was called the Italian Hall. Right. It's kind of like. Like a ma- Masonic Lodge sort yeah. of thing, or like an odd fellow. It's like where all these guys go and hang out. Yeah. It's where the union hangs. It's a beautiful building. Um, you know, downstairs, like the meeting area, and then the upstairs are beautiful ball, like ballroom, quaint. I mean, it's not too elaborate. This is a mining town. Mm-hmm. You got to remember. So they throw this huge party for um, all the. Uh, the miners' wives and children, and they're passing around presents and beautiful. Yeah, all this amazing stuff. And as the story goes, and there's two sides of it, right? That someone during the party screamed fire, and with the party being upstairs, everyone freaked out and ran towards the door to go down to the lower staircase and something happened where the door to the front entrance to get to the street was an opening and people rushing down to get out of danger were falling on each other ended up getting suffocated in the staircase and 73 children died jesus smothered to death 73 yeah and what Jeez. the story is, is they think that, which probably actually happened, was the Pinkerton agents that were trying to break up the strikes yelled fire and held the doors closed on the outside of the building. Jesus. How many people died total? I think it was like 75, 76. And 73, 73 were, were kids. kids. Yeah, it was for the kids pretty much. Oh, my God. And uh, it's heartbreaking. That is evil. Yeah, so... It's also crazy that, like, the people just trampled kids. <laughs> like, they're, it just self-preservation, man. Just fuck these kids. I got to get out. It just happens so fast, and, you know, it... Dead? Do you yeah. know what it takes to kill someone, man? They had to just just get... How many people were at the party, do you know? I'm not sure the exact number. Wow. But, so, you know, the next day, and I've seen the photographs and everything, it's next day, it's Christmas Day, and they're, these parents oh. are taking their children, and they're on a huge community, like, morgue display, pretty much, in the local theater that's uh, downtown, just to identify the children that have died. Oh. And they're just laid out. Jesus. Fucking... Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Oh my god. What a way to spend Christmas, man. Yeah. It I mean it, it's become sort of a taboo thing to talk about around that part of 
the Upper Peninsula. Yeah. And I think in the 1930s, uh, folk singer and writer uh, Woody Guthrie wrote a song about it called The 1913 Massacre. And, uh, I mean, it just lays out the whole story. I have chills all over my body right yeah, now. I, I went to, so they have the museum up there, the Keweenaw Historical Museum. Yeah. And um, you can see they have huge displays on that incident. Because, I mean, it made, like, national news oh, yeah. at the time. Dude, if 73 kids, that's, that's more, that is more kids than die, that, that I believe died or were injured in, at Sandy Hook. Yeah. That is... Yeah, I Unbelievable. mean, unbelievable! Oh my there's god! There's documentaries on and stuff, and going to the museum and learning about it. The yeah. first time I went, you know, I, I, I cried, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah, it's man, just, it's fucking heavy. Woo. Yeah, that's like that's like the worst thing I've ever heard. Maybe I mean, I was watching uh, World War Two in color the other a uh, few weeks ago, and just watching you know an episode of on the holocaust you know and it's yeah. just like when you see it and you you know I, we were i went in eighth grade i went to the holocaust museum and you know i saw the shoes and was like it the, the Farmington hills one no it was like the biggest one in america like oh. in, in dc oh okay and um or around dc and uh man it, it it didn't like it was like it was you know quiet and like you saw so much but it really I don't know as like just a young 13 14 year old it doesn't you don't really grasp it quite the yeah. same Wa watching it as an adult man and seeing that kind of stuff it just it makes you sick it's just like to s to see that level of human suffering to be confronted with it is just it it shows you what can happen almost. Yeah. I see that a lot with this job. I see a lot of people suffering and it's seeing it firsthand now. It's it, it's something that like I think a lot of people don't recognize in their regular life, you know, that these things happen and you know to have that perspective is it's it's a tragedy to see it but it's also like in a way a blessing to have to be able to see that and draw from it and you know it helps to make you grateful yeah for your life and the life of your loved ones you know because mm -hmm. without that you just you think y y you can complain like i know it sounds dumb but it's like you know you complaining about something in your life usually like is so insignificant inconsequential yeah. you know it's like it's not causing you to suffer but like the worst thing that happens to you is the worst thing that ever happens to you like mm -hmm. i understand that and that's a i understand that sentiment like you know if the worst thing that ever happened to you was you know your dad took away your iPhone, you know, that's the worst thing that ever happened to you. But having that perspective of look at like, like it can't, it, it, it might, you might not have a dad, you know, yeah. or you might, you might get in a car accident and lose your legs mm -hmm. or you might, 
some there's kids now that have been killed in genocides in in mass cullings of different you know races in other countries and it's like because we're not confronted with that here nobody really nobody really walks around with that perspective yeah you know and the people who do the people that are from war-torn countries or who have been through really serious trauma they generally have i would say more balanced perspectives you know on yeah li- on life oh yeah i mean yeah i i don't know shit man you can be walking around right now and then in 36 hours can be different for have a have something happen so fast and so traumatic that you might never walk again. You yeah. might never think a thought again. There's so much that can happen to you so fast. Yeah, and you know, th- that's the thing I've kind of thought about with you and your position because you see the aftermath of that when yeah. someone is in that position where, the, y- you know, they s- they find out that they're not going to be able to walk again. Yeah. They're not going to be right how they used to be yeah. again. Yeah. It's a. It's a weird. It's a. It's a weird thing, man. Because. You think about that happening to you or. To a loved one, man. Yeah. It's unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Like I see people going through stuff that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. You know. Yeah. Like. There is this there is this guy that um he's paralyzed and you know he was doing fine he was stable and he was just he just you know he you know I, I randomly throughout the day would just be crying and he's just like the girl that he was driving with died you know and and now he's like in pain all the time he's got staples running down the entire length of his back with you know hardware in there and his legs don't work anymore and he's getting turned around and his ass wiped and poops all over the bed and like it's just this like horrible horrible existence Mm -hmm. and it's not gonna end just like that's that's gonna be the that's gonna be the for the moment that's a pretty fucking bad and it hurts and but that's not even the end of it yeah you know like the worst is still probably yet to come man you're gonna be fucked up each day you're gonna think why did we go out that night what what how come i was doing that or what like you know like there's just so much can happen so fast yeah and uh, you need to be grateful for every day that you're walking around yeah because that can get taken away real fucking fast Mm mm-hmm and it looks like it really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and you just got to put it in the box. <laughs> put it in the box. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, I do have... what? you mind if I ask you, do you have a favorite hmm. story or... From history? Monument it or? all is... I mean, monument-wise, I mean, they're all kind of cool. I kind of love that kind of stuff, you know? Like, seeing the giant Abe Lincoln, you know? It's just like, oh, yeah. Wow! We really like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, 
<laughs> I like I like that stuff, but like all my favorite his like stories uh, in history are kind of in the same vein, not with children dying. Yeah, of course, but like. I don't think that's your favorite story, but it's one of the most impactful for I sure. Yeah. I like but like the cre- the ones that really stick are the tragic ones, right? That too. And the ones that are relatable. Yeah. Well, to me, like, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Dan Carlin and his podcast mm-hmm. and his, the blueprint for Armageddon where Fantastic. he, he, you know, it's a lot of it isn't, you know, it's, like as captivating i guess but it has so it's just chocked full of moments where you just sit back and if you just really if you absorb what he's saying or what he's reading you're like what in the yeah fuck man well one of the the things i really like what he does in that a series is um when you're talking about war and people dying i think the human soul gets lost when you put death in numbers well yeah and that's like was it winston churchill that said you know one death is a tragedy a million deaths is a statistic yeah or something along that vein Uh so like what he does yeah i mean he reads off you know accounts Mm -hmm. from people and he puts you there you know, I was listening to that. I bought a, I bought a JFK like. So I bought this old album of a recording from the BBC in the you know days after JFK died. They did like a piece on him, and there was uh, at the end of the first side of the album, they this woman sang a song for him and for Jackie, and it ended up it, the. Towards the end of the song, it's just like, oh, Jackie, your pain. Oh, Jackie, that, like, oh, Jackie, you lost the man that held you up. You lost. Yeah. Like, and just, like, really getting down to, like, Jackie. And and while I was listening to it, I'm thinking, everyone who loses their wife or their husband and their child deserves a song like that because everyone in, but just because Jackie... Um, Kennedy was, you know, so famous, married to the president. She got that, but like every person who loses someone like that goes through it. Yeah, I see that man sitting in a room with the wife of somebody that you know is not going to recover. Is it is unlike any feeling that I could ever describe. Yeah, it's, it is. It's gut wrenching. Because you're you're looking at them and they're asking you questions and you're 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 not giving false hope but you're also like explaining, you know what we're doing to prevent complications or to get them so they or to help them not die. Yeah. But a lot, but with a head injury, especially there, it's like it's up in the air. You do not know if they're going to wake up. Mm-hmm. You don't know and if they do wake up and open their eyes, you don't know if they're going to be there. Yeah. So it so often, you know, they're not. They yeah. wake up and they open their eyes and they just they'll look around the room and they'll move, but the lights are on and nobody's home. Mm-hmm. And to watch somebody like newlyweds with a baby on the way. And yeah. her husband is sitting there just potatoed. 
Yeah. From something so stupid like a like falling off a dirt bike. It's just like God, th- the pain you must be feeling is unimaginable. Yeah. So every woman or man that loses their significant other deserves a song like that. <laughs> but my <laughs> my my God damn, this is this is, this is whatever. Heavy, heavy shit, dude. Yeah, well, it's reality. It's, yeah. And it's unfortunate, but it is something that, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm-hmm. Is so true. Yeah. So we put up a parking lot. So you put up <laughs> a, you pave paradise, <laughs> man. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's what goes for. <laughs> you put up a parking lot. Yeah. You know, you, you, you just, knowing, it's, it's good to know this stuff, though. Like, people need to have that perspective because if you don't, you're going to get that perspective and it's, n- it's going to be, you're going to get it firsthand and you're not going to be prepared for it and yeah. it's going to destroy you. Yeah, and you're not going to know what to do. It's horrible. And, and, and I wouldn't know what to do if it happened to me. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah. But still, I mean, it's, it's, it's important because a lot of people walk around day to day and they have no respect for the life that they have. Yeah. They, they, they you know, they're thinking about this is bullshit or that is bullshit, but you don't, you don't realize in the large scale, you are, you are one of the luckiest sons of bitches that you've ever met. Yeah. Because you got a nice car, you got a house, you got a wife that kisses you when you get home. Fuck man, that can go away so fast and through no fault of your own, can it go away? So you better enjoy every last minute. Yeah. But my favorite historical story (laughs) (laughs) is, uh, I, I, just this when Dan Carlin would hammer home on the artillery in World War One yeah. and how the <laughs> they, they just didn't like there was just no rules, man. There was no precedent for anything. And you they would opposing sides in the war would just pepper each other mm-hmm. like just day like days were 30,000 shells out of artillery were fired in the matter of an hour yeah. and shit like that and it's just at the end of it imagery from planes makes the landscape that once was a city look like swiss cheese mm-hmm. and then men traveling through those areas days later and mustard gas gets dropped out of bla- planes and it starts raining so the mustard gas like mustard gas is in the mud in the water and the mud people getting stuck in the mud yeah the story of the kid you ever hear that just a oh, kid just, yeah i guess it does involve but a kid shit <laughs> <laughs> a, a metaphorical you know, kid he was probably like 17 yeah that. by the next day he's just like completely kill me or just yeah. like a zombie yeah he's <laughs> they so this kid got stuck in the mud which happened a lot. Like men would fall into these like holes created yeah. by artillery, and because it was sloppy and muddy, and the army had to keep moving, they couldn't get them out. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna get that fucker out? You're in the middle of the fucking uh, in the middle of nowhere yeah. with no equipment to get this guy out. He's stuck. Yeah. And in the bottom of the mud, there's mustard gas and chlorine gas water, and then like you're just walking. You never know where you're gonna get hit some loose ground yeah. and get stuck. And guys would just literally get stuck in the mud all the time, and they would die stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't die from a bullet. <laughs> they wouldn't <laughs> die from getting shot or getting stabbed or exploding. Yeah. They would die from starvation, stuck in the mud. <laughs> I mean, 
that shit happened yeah. not even a hunt like about a hundred years ago on this con or not on this continent but like that happened within our grandparents lifetime yeah yeah fucking wild <laughs> and then world war ii happened and everybody wants to say world war ii was worse and it's like well shit yeah a lot more people died but like saying one is worse than the other is like saying i'd rather get stabbed in the right arm thing. than the left yeah it's yeah. stupid that shit happened, and it could happen again at any minute. And with the pandemic and how weird people started getting, there's no meat on the shelves. We have no medical supplies. Yeah. Like, it was just like this giant exposure. And then our leadership is not necessarily, like, <laughs> making me confident. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, shit. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's just, like, it's just wild. It's like we probably came way closer to, like, total war <laughs> than we think we yeah. did, you know. And yeah. there's, there's still stuff going on that's just not i don't know man yeah it's not hunky dory it is not <laughs> hunky dory but i'm gonna keep acting like it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like my apartment i yeah. li- i have good friends and i like uh i'm i'm living a, a blessed life yeah you know <laughs> we just we just we don't we don't look to the past as much yeah. as we look forward yeah. we, we, we don't go into the box <laughs> do not go into the box you put you tuck that away down deep wait for your dog to die and yeah. then you can open the box you can peek <laughs> <laughs> um so i have a question from a listener um okay. that would like to ask you um this is a this is a change of topic but uh why are all men trash and how can you stop it? Why are all men trash? Uh, not all men, sorry, excuse me. Why are men trash and how can you stop it? See, that seems like more of a statement. Than <laughs> 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 yes, yes. Yeah. I would like your take. Because I know that you've witnessed men being trash. Oh, yeah. How yeah. would I stop trashy men? Let's let's go yeah. with that. Okay, but uh, okay, go. Yeah, sure. Um. Well, first I'd fix our public school system. Okay. Because I think it, a lot of that may <laughs> start from there. Okay, explain. Elaborate for me. I don't think we just people put enough emphasis on how to treat other people. Oh. And it starts at a very young age. Right. I don't, I agree with that. I don't think that uh, if we're specifically talking men, I don't think most young men and boys are taught how to treat women respectfully. Yeah. Um, it bothers me. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, how do you, what do you do? Like, what do you teach a young, if, a, if we have, you know, this podcast reaches hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Um, if, if you, how in say we have a 12 year old boy listening to this, how, how do you, how do you, what would you do? What would you say to him on how to, how to treat and respect women and their boundaries? Well, don't, uh, it's going to sound like, you know, how to uh, teach a young guy, like, how to talk to women. Sure. But it's like, don't try to be something that you're not. And be open. Be receptive. I yeah. think I know what you're saying. You're saying don't, don't force yourself 
don't don't try to play a role and think what like uh, okay maybe I don't know what yeah, you're no, saying. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, and I think th- the communication part is big because guys aren't good at listening naturally. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's men it's don't read the the signals that women put out properly. Oh yeah. Or complete just ignore them. I know I'm guilty of that. Not ignoring well, all it, guys but it's are. Just Women are difficult you know, to understand, but like to it, I y- guess. you yeah. need like boys need to learn what need to learn body language. Yeah. Because I the amount of times like a dude will hit on a girl, which is fine. Hit on a girl like you think a girl's cute. Go sure, like sweet talker and see like see where things go. But if she starts giving there are obvious clear signals that she is not interested and those signals start the minute you start talking to her if if she starts showing those signals that she's not interested walk away say be respectful and just give it up so many guys will just pressure and pressure and not leave girls alone i've seen that so many times at bars yeah at bars and from a distance and it's it's hard for me to even have try to give an opinion on this because it's like I'm really grateful and confident to say that like I've surrounded myself with a good group of friends that are guys yeah and I know that they wouldn't they don't do that yeah they don't do that you don't do that (laughs) no dude I was one time I was I was at SVSU back in my college days and I was walking home and this girl was walking and we just started talking and she was cool and I was cool. It was, it was fun. And it was a good conversation. Whatever. We're talking, we're chilling. It's fun. We're walking back in the same direction. And then all like three of her friends swooped up and one of her friends like just said, uh, who is this? Why is he following you? And I was like, all right, it was a nice night. Bye. <laughs> like yeah. immediately just like, things were chill but i immediately like get out of that situation like if 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 a girl or her friends are don't like like you and you can tell don't just keep trying to push oh yeah leave be done so many guys don't get that oh yeah and then they they go home and they try to look them up and slide into the DMs. Oh my shit. god, that's fucking it's weird. Creepy, <laughs> dude. Dude, I know so many girls who, who have shown me because I like asking sometimes, like, "Hey, can I see your DMs?" <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. I, it's I know exactly what you mean, dude. I I, I have friends that have my like, mind. like you would never do something yeah, like that and I've, say that shit. One of my friends has like two hundred and seventy-five friend requests on Facebook. All of them. <laughs> Every single one of them is a dude. <laughs> you, she doesn't even know these guys. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's fucked up. And the things they say, dude, dudes will just send dick pics. Now, that's the low. That's, that's talking the low. But then there's even, there's, when it comes down to it, like, even men in positions, highly respected positions do this kind of shit. Uh, well just disgusting. Yeah. And They're I just think disgusting that towards women. With that... It's a mix, well, <laughs> with the men that are in these high positions, they have a certain ego about themselves, mm-hmm. and they think they're untouchable. In, in a and lot of cases, they, they kind of are. Yeah, and that's what's unfortunate. Make fun of the Me Too movement, but that shit is so important. Oh, it is. The world needs to be rid of the Jeffrey Epstein, or not the, well, yes, but the, uh, like the uh, Harvey Weinsteins. Yeah. 
the guys that are the boss that coerce vulnerable girls and women into sex. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Or sex acts. The way movies are done and, you know, movies, media, for the longest time have made young men and adolescents, like, I mean, just people in general, when they're young, like, they, they think they're supposed to act and be a certain way. Same with girls, you and, know? And, and I think that that a lot, I think culture up until pretty recently, maybe, like, the early 2000s, it started really falling out of, like, trend. But if you look at, like, the like media that our parents were raised on, it is it teaches young men or men that it, that they are superior to women yeah. it's like it's like programming that m- programming young men to think that just by being a man you are the dominant and you are the one that gets to decide whether or not you know you get what you want yeah. and all men want the same thing men want pussy more than they want money oh yeah men yeah. want money because it will get them pussy yeah and even going back further it's like the roots of that go so deep it's like what we got to perf- protect lady liberty yeah like you know we have to protect our when the puritans came over here from england you know, we have to protect our women and, like, raise them right. And it's created this just really dysfunctional, like, an power dynamic d- between d- men yeah. and women. A huge, like, a huge uh, imbalance. Yeah. Right? It's frustrating. You know, I remember I was in uh, high school, and I remember these, like, there was a girl I had a crush on in line to get like, I don't know, fucking Twizzlers or something. And I saw these two dudes just cut in front of her. Like she was like, she wasn't even there or like just totally disregarded her. And it was just so, it w- it just pissed me off. It's like, that's a woman. Like you fucking, you respect her. Like yeah. do not do that. Sure. I had interest in her, but if I saw him doing that to anybody, it's like, no, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. But because she was a woman and a woman that I was interested in, <laughs> it, it changed, it made it a little bit more of an emotional response. But like, I see it today and it's like, I hate seeing dudes disrespect women. It's just the fucking, it's wrong, it, it's wrong man. It just, because it, 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 on so many levels, it is so frustrating. Disrespect general but i I don't get no fucking respect (laughs) no respect no respect (laughs) yeah and i i really do like sympathize with women and their struggle and i'm not trying to virtue signal i swear i'm not trying to be a white knight and this isn't my strategy to get laid like (laughs) (laughs) i really there there is a serious problem with the way men especially oh god i mean it happens on all levels but men with money are are much more successful at that fucking that just gross manipulation and all it's right. just disappointing. I, all right, here's here's the solution to this question. Let's go. Kill all men. At I'll just be 18. daddy for everybody. Okay, that's right. that inappropriate. <laughs> all right, all right. No, 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 no. <laughs> so from once a male child is born, from the age of 18, he is forced to wear a chastity belt. 
Mm, great and at idea. At eighteen, he will be donating his sperm to a big sperm bank mm-hmm. where it's stored. It's you know this is put this in is archives. captivating. Yeah, and then they castrate him. Mm. And then when oh he wants God. to start a family, yeah. then you get to draw some. No, well, mm, <laughs> see, I, I'm then finding can, some, <laughs> I'm finding a few problems. Um, what you want to fix the problem? This is how we do it. <laughs> Just castrate. If you do, I think if you are convicted, <sighs> why we cut off the foreskin of babies' dicks? Why not take it a little further? Straight up, honestly, that you probably helps. That probably helps because it reduces the sensitivity yeah. of the penis. So and for it's the probably tax a good thing. And stuff, you know, like you pay a little extra, you get vanity balls at the end of it. Oh my god! You can keep them. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can get them stuffed. Yeah. And bedazzled. Wow! Yeah. I can have bedazzled nuts, and women will rule the world. I would so fucking love women to rule. Oh yeah, that's how. It, that's how it should be. That's <laughs> yeah. how it goddamn should be. But because we're stronger. I know. That's why you take the nuts away. Take the nuts away. Everyone has a complex problem. And right. But <laughs> then what happens to women who's like, man, I just want a man to, you know. I don't just. Uh, yeah. Because they still, that's still n- desirable. You know, you still, men still have something that women like, right? Yeah. So. I think so we're on something. My solution, solution <laughs> my solution is um, continue with the trials of creating sperm cells through human bone marrow. Slowly start killing off the population of men. Leave me and my friends yeah. in a world of women who can get pregnant with their own bones. Yeah. Create a bunch of what bone marrow babies? This is very contradictive since we were just talking about uh, the Holocaust <laughs> twenty <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> Kill all men. <laughs> well, it's it's just I mean it's it's a it, it's a problem and and you know over the last couple of years with like m- the Me Too I don't it sounds I don't like saying the Me Too movement it just it feels like it takes away from but like over the last couple of years more and more pieces of shit have been publicly outed which yeah. is a good thing and i think it needs to continue to happen to to where men in where men no longer feel comfortable treating women the way that so much of society deems is acceptable yeah. because it's unacceptable mm-hmm. and if y- especially when you're talking about do you know how many how many fucking girls that you know would probably tell you about some weird shit their dad's friend told them when they were like 12 yeah. or something like that like that shit is disgusting uh-huh. and it happens all the time yeah it's like man fucking gross you're a fucking piece of shit that's not a man you're not a man you're yeah. a fucking animal you get the fuck out of here yo you made a bunch of money on fucking stocks get the fuck out of here pussy yeah. Like seriously, like you treat women like shit and you're a dumbass. Mm-hmm. You think that you're better than women because you're smart or because you fucking are know how to make money or you are stronger, but really you don't un- you don't value the strength that women have, which is fucking vital to your existence, bitch. Yeah. Every man was created by a woman. And to say that women aren't as strong as men, it's like, well, you need to define what strong is because there is a big difference between physical strength and emotional strength. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and women are gifted with emotional strength that men could only wish they had. You know, is what is direct evidence of that? Hmm. Suicide rates. The yeah. amount of men killing themselves versus women. Way more men. It's yeah. something like 80% of suicides are men. You know why? Because emotionally, we're weak little bitches that don't know how to handle our feelings. Yeah. Women are not. Yeah. In general, women are much better at controlling the internal than men are. Do you think that's something that is a societal thing no. or it's a biological thing? Well, I think everything is intertwined. So I don't want to like get back to the pygmy, but Well, no. Well, no, <laughs> like know? the pygmy conversation, I don't know if it's ever happened on this podcast, yeah. but like you don't know if, and I feel like right now I need, I want to like do a caveat. I sound so sure about everything I'm saying right now, but really this is all just, I could be wrong about a lot of stuff oh. and this is all just Crap. off the cuff. Everyone's wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do psychedelics once. We're all yeah. wrong, man. We're all it's idiots. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, th- what I'm saying, it w- I don't even remember where I was. It, we, we need to it's okay men nature versus nurture is basically what you asked me and i hate that people will take a black and white stance with nature versus nurture it's just like in from the education i've received it seems that it is a mix you know like they put a fucking tonka truck and a barbie doll in front of a one-year-old baby and the males choose the Tonka truck and the females choose the Barbie doll. And it's not because yeah. they've never, they have no chance to be socially conditioned. Uh-huh. It's because they are more gravitated to certain colors and looks and textures. And that's just the way our brains are. Like yeah. we have, you know, if, if you gestate as a boy, like if you're a male and you're gestating in the, in the womb, you get testosterone mm-hmm. and you're, you have nine months where that testosterone well, not nine months, but like once testosterone gets mixed in, you start you start feeling the it it changes the way the brain forms. And f- women have you know the two the two hormones, male and wom- female, are estrogen and testosterone, and those greatly impact personality and thought patterns and the way brains work. And men have. A caveat to that is men have estrogen and women have testosterone, just in different levels. But the way you're formed from the time you are a fetus is different than the way a female is formed from the time she's in a fetus based off of the levels of hormones you have in your body. So it changes certain aspects of your personality. And when you look at studies that show broad large groups there's a clear difference yeah now there's there's there is there's overlap on both sides Mm -hmm. a lot of it like and every individual has a little bit more of one less of others you know like women but but in general women are more agreeable than men and that's like a psychologic trait now there are men that are more agreeable than women than some women in some women that are less agreeable than some men yeah but in general terms men and women are very different in the way they think and in general terms women and they're known for it and it almost sounds sexist to say women are much better equipped at like i don't like using the word emotion because it's charged but like 
women are better equipped at handling internal conflict than men are. And men are much better at the external conflict. That's why we go to war and we fight each other when Mm -hmm. we're mad. That's why women might shut down or, or, you know, like quietly gossip or bitch about their friend. Like guys, they're not going to bitch. They're just going to punch them in the face. Yeah. Women are going to try to turn the friend group against her. Yeah. You know, and, and that's also very general and I get kind of, I don't want to like say it in absolutes, you know, cause oh, yeah. it's not like, I don't believe like all women are emotional and all men are like just exactly. retarded. Yeah. Like apes, no. you know, and even kind of playing off that and going back to the original question, you kind of made me think of like with our public schools and whatnot, how to teach, you know, young men not to be trash men (laughs) (laughs) trash (laughs) trash is uh i think a lot of that the way that men treat women today is because they weren't properly taught sex education yeah and sex has be is you know another kind of taboo thing still right I mean, yeah it's opened up a little bit more but it's still super taboo yeah it's 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 like we don't there's a problem there's a huge problem with our at least american society i can't speak for other you know cultures but american culture sex is still super taboo yeah. but at the same time like the number one way we sell stuff uh-huh like the most visited website in the fucking world is it's Pornhub. Yeah, it's two conflicting things. Yeah, it's it's sex. What it is 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 the sexual uh, repression. It's or what it yeah, that's the outcome. Sexual repression repression creates pornography. Yeah, because if because once people open up a little bit and let go of that like whatever it is that sexual shame that they have or the pain or the trauma or whatever it is that makes them think that sex is wrong somewhere subconsciously you people stop hiding it and you know they you have the extremes where you got the nudist hippies that are just like sexuality is free man yeah but you also have people who are in healthy sexual relationships that aren't um that aren't these fucking weird deviants mm-hmm. that in and, and it's mostly men that it happens to where they become these perverts where they hide all their sexuality in public but they have this like alternate identity online where they are a sexual yeah. fucking pervert just a deviant and that's such a weird thing it's so no, unhealthy it, it is weird and this might be like a shot in the dark here but why why is it that like around a certain age of 6 or 7 here in America at least you have this division between girls and boys like you know there's the typical thing you see in movies where it's like no girls allowed this is this is the boys club and mm-hmm. stuff or is it pushed by parents and girls like, are like you should be hanging boys. with other boys yeah you know you shouldn't be hanging with girls is that I mean I didn't I necessarily experience that I guess you I had was sisters I had <laughs> sisters <Yeah. laughs> but I don't know I, I I really don't know I think that the people so is it like not having enough time spent around women yeah that and they don't I think know what to do and they grow up like that 
yeah. not knowing what to do, and they freak out every time they... Yeah, and they join a frat in college, and they learn that the best way to get with a girl is a to date get... date rape. <laughs> yeah, is to get loaded, <laughs> and dudes generally is. handle booze a lot better than girls. Yeah. And I've had girls that are completely in, completely drunk throw themselves on me, and I've never like felt unless like i was in a relationship with them prior yeah and, like it's cool but like i I'm t- shit man i have one story where i was at michigan state like visiting some friends mm-hmm. and a girl that we went to high school with was there but i was never real close with her i didn't really know her very well but sh- and she was trashed and she like came up to me and started just like like just just trying to make out with me and yeah. i was like way too fucking sober for that like like i was i mean i was drunk Mm -hmm. for sure but like i was like hey what's up like i'm wasted but you're just gone right now and she was like trying and like i feel like so many guys in that situation would have been just like fuck yeah let's get it on but like she couldn't form words man i yeah and you know situations like that where I, I never, so when you're drinking and you're fucked up and people make decisions like that, yeah, it's n- I don't think it's the alcohol's fault at all. No, there's something deep down inside that person mm-hmm. that is willing to take that chance and do something as horrible as that. Yeah, and no excuse, like None. even being a fucking a real asshole, like when yeah. you're fucked up. No. People, you know what? If I got in my car and killed somebody, it's my fault. I'm responsible for that. Yeah. The, 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 in the eyes of the law, I, am s- I made that decision. Mm-hmm. And you do. And I think that so many, in so many men, they go to college and that's the way they learn sex is normal. I have a friend who told me that he, at one point in time, this is a long time ago, he's like, I told him like that I was having like... I had sex sober like and it, it, to me that wasn't weird or anything but he's like whoa I don't think I've ever had sex sober yeah. and I'm like most of the sex I have ever had ever was sober yeah that's fucked up mm-hmm. and it speaks to like the only way that you can get laid is if the girl is is so trash that she's not using like using judgment yeah that you're not somebody she wants to get with mm-hmm. you know or like if you like so it's just it's just weird like yeah. it's just they're they're it's 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 uncomfortable it is you know hold on i want to grab my water real quick yes grab that water baby i got more ice cubes now too i upgraded oh you did yeah i got two ice cube trays oh. yep for a long time guys for a uh, long time <laughs> yep this is the hotel lebrec for a long time, friends, I only had one ice cube tray, and I had a little Pyrex bowl that I would put ice cubes in when they were frozen, and then fill up the tray again, but the bowl wasn't very big, so it really only carried, like, maybe two things of ice, and every time I put ice in the ice cube tray, guys, I mean, come on, I'm using some of the ice so that it would get emptied out. Now I have two ice cube trays, so my ice practically never runs out it's it's beautiful thing and i thank god for that opportunity to have a second ice cube tray i would also like to thank my mom and my sisters they have been very supportive my dad he's the one who put me through all the rigorous 
athletic training that I've gone through in my life. And without him, I wouldn't have the vindictiveness to see an ice cube tray in the grocery store and buy it. So <laughs> thank you, Dad, for that. <laughs> I love you, Pops. I love you, Dad. Uh, you know, we live in a... We, 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 we're not perfect. Yeah. There's a lot of room for improvement here. But in general, I have a lot of faith in society. Mm-hmm. I think we're... I think, you know, for what we got, we're doing a good job. This shit is chaos. Yeah. And we've done a fairly okay job at getting it this far. Mm-hmm. Now, is it going to end in the next eight years? <laughs> Things are starting to get weird. They yeah. haven't gotten weird since the 40s. <laughs> so it's a weird time. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, it's it's been long enough to where... We don't have a lot of people making decisions that were, you know, present yeah. in that time. So we don't really know the potential of, like, the horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. What happens when the, when the, <laughs> what happens when there's no more milk? <laughs> you know how much people drink milk? Milk and crows. <laughs> we're going to have to drink the crow's milk. <laughs> um, I had this patient recently who every opportunity you interacted with them, whether you were a doctor or a nurse or just a, <laughs> just a just a cleaning person in the room, he would ask you for milk. Will, will you bring me milk? I swear, dude, it was the, he was 21 years old, man. <laughs> oh, no. That's not what I was imagining. Oh, dude. Okay, so he gets back from surgery, and he, they, gave him, they gave him a diet right away. It was great. And... Um, he gets back from surgery and he's like, oh man, can you just, can you just give me some milk, man? I was like, yeah, dude, no problem. Fill up a big 16 ounce glass with some whole milk and held it up to his, to his lips. He's in a neck braced, full fucking body cast covered in burns. <laughs> and he just, it's so inappropriate. I'm not, <laughs> I, I, ask this, ask Pour this, on me. <laughs> ask this, ask this young man who his favorite nurse was. And I guarantee you it was me. I was very helpful and very kind and I'm not passing judgment but it was in a way a little bit strange how much milk this kid drank he he gets back from surgery and I put the the straw up to his mouth and he just starts just (laughs) mm, just sucking this milk down just no nothing he's got a dry mouth and he's drinking (laughs) a glass of milk it's not like with a cookie or with dinner This, this kid's drinking just a fucking big old glass of milk through a straw and which he had no other option and he just releases off the straw kind of like kicks his head back a little bit in the brace and just goes "Ah, that's some good stuff (laughs) oh no (laughs) and it was just like i'm like am i watching a movie right now (laughs) yeah that is a kid you know how I used to weed out the we- the the weird motherfuckers? Yeah. Is like you go see your parents and some of their friends. Like you all go out to dinner mm-hmm. and their kid and they're all asking what you want to drink and that motherfucker orders a glass of milk. You order milk in a restaurant and you know That's what? That's just fucking wrong. Y- Jim Harbaugh ordered a glass of milk at a steakhouse a couple years ago and uh <laughs> Whatever journalist was having dinner dinner with him, like took a picture and just let the world know. <laughs> 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 it's 
like, I was, I'm so, I'm so supportive of Jim Harbaugh and, I, and so many people are not that I have defended him for this, but come on, man, you just, yeah. you ordered a glass of milk at a restaurant and you are 50 years old making $8 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Well, you know, I. I do think we are progressing as a country because oh, milk fifty years ago, oh. there was a man that came by in a van and yep. he brought the milk oh, to the house, ice cold. <laughs> yeah. And if you drink too much of it, your mom got mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't drink all the milk, Tommy. <laughs> we only got two glasses. The milkman doesn't come for another two days. What about Bobby's? Mc, you know, we the, had the McKeegan house. We yeah, it was we a had slot. there there were milk architectural <laughs> features in houses. To put milk in <laughs> on the outside. Like, it, it was important. We would not be where we were today without yeah. the sacred cow juice that is milk. <laughs> we. Just and, like and what did you. Almost what like mothers. Now, what did they serve at lunch when you were a kid? You and I go into the cafeteria every day, oh, all the way through high school. You got a carton of fucking milk. Yeah. You drank milk the with meals. The only way they made you drink it was they put chocolate in it. Oh, chocolate it milk. Hey, chocolate. man, I ain't judging. Nobody who orders a big glass of chocolate milk is fucking delicious. Uh, that's shit you can drink at home. I, 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 I disagree with it's ordering milk out in y public. Okay, you and know, I like milk. There's, there's, uh, there's a community of men who are obsessed with gains in the gym. They're obsessed. They're called milkers. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, you know, it's all about gaining weight. And so there's a program called GOMAD, which stands for Gallon of Milk a Day. <laughs> oh, my God. Where these gentlemen are drinking a gallon of milk a day to gain weight. That, no. I'm sorry. That's fucking... Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not cool. Gotta be honest. For a while, I used to drink half a half gallon of chocolate milk after I worked out for a little while there. Helped me get up to 220. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When you look at it, so there was a day about two years ago where I had an epiphany in a mire. Mire, for all you people listening overseas or in different regions, we live in the Midwest and we have a grocery store chain called Mire. It's middle of the road. Some are nice, some are trashy, but generally a decent grocery store. Yeah. I was in this mire a couple years ago and I was going to get some milk for whatever I needed it for. And I looked at the like the fridge with all the milk in it. You had all the 2% skim milk, whole milk, and then milk products, you know, like, you know, s fucking cream and shit. And I was just looking at it like, oh my God. If I took a cow, just filling up that gallon is going to take me like, 20 minutes of milking I think <laughs> like it's going to take a lot to yeah. fill up that to fill up that gallon and I right now I'm looking at about 200 gallons of milk <laughs> and yeah. they're all going to go bad in a week and a half but this the fridge will always stay full because more and more is coming in and then I started thinking about four miles down the road there's another mire <laughs> And a Kroger <laughs> over oh here, yeah. and then all the, all the, gas station stores and all the other stores that all have milk, and they're all as full as this. There are literally in my ten mile radius probably like eight thousand gallons of milk, yeah. and they're constantly being replenished. 
how many fucking cows does it take <laughs> to make this one? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It's fucked up. And, and that day forward, I reduced. I used to drink like two or three glasses of milk with dinner. Like, no yeah. problem. From that day forward, milk is just not really an option. I don't drink milk. I yeah. use it in cooking occasionally because I like, you know, exploring culinary shit. But like, goddamn, milk is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a nah, it's sacred, man. It is, but like the milk what, that you cry over spilt milk, but we can't cry over spilt water. Like <laughs> kids in Africa do. <laughs> 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 we, we, we there's a but the milk, and then it, then you get to a whole nother problem with the milk that I'm looking at at the grocery store, which is like just you know your Meyer, your Kroger, your whatever your VG's brand milk, and that is not milk. That is some shit that's been pasteurized and gone through filters oh, yeah. and just it's devoid of uh -huh. what it actually was. If you taste milk from a cow on the farm, it's creamy and oh, almost yeah. has a little bit of a sourness to it. It's sweet. It's weird. It's a weird taste. Yeah. That shit in the store does not taste like that. Mm -mm. It's not milk. And it's 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 comes from cows that are given hormones that make them make more milk. Yeah. And they stand in one spot with suction cups on their nipples and just get sucked dry <laughs> every day. You're getting hate yeah. milk. Those cows do not feel joy. Those cows are not happy. Those cows are filled with grief. And you are drinking the direct <laughs> byproducts of that grief. <laughs> So you, you've given me a lot to think about. Yeah, no, no more milk. Yeah. <laughs> <No> <laughs> <laughs> for crows, milk or against it. I yeah. mean, you know, either way, <laughs> it's just weird, you know. And, and then you you extrapolate on that and look at the meat department, and you look at ribeye steaks that are the same color as the inside of your fucking lip. <laughs> 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 it's like, you know, I, I've never, uh, I've never, I've never shot an animal and gutted it, but I've eaten the, I've eaten the meat from a wild animal Yeah. and it does not, not look, look like, like that. that. It's almost purple. Yeah. Y you look at the difference between like so-called grass fed beef and just the regular generic shit and it's like two different yeah. things one <laughs> like one is dark red yeah, and the other is dye in our meat because it's actually white <laughs> bro i've gotten so m the, the best unfortunately my favorite ground beef for making cheeseburgers with is complete garbage it's horrible is, is, is it's it the tube it's not tube meat, uh -oh. but it's it's just it's loosely packed pink ass ground beef. Yeah. And I twice now I bought it, put it in my fridge, and then went to like take it out like six hours later and it's gray. Yeah, <laughs> or you I, or I you exactly you go you in and you, you take it and like break it apart and the inside is all gray. Yeah. It's disgusting. Meat is not made to sit in a fridge for longer than a week. Yeah. It's just not. You got to freeze it. If you want meat to stay good, you got to freeze it. But that shit, that shit just comes to the grocery store raw, I believe. I remember one of the first times I actually cooked venison on my own. Mm -hmm. I was probably from like my grandpa or someone that took the deer. And 
I open up the package and I'm looking at it. I'm like, this doesn't look right. I'm like, what is up oh, with this? Yeah. There's like this weird sheen on it. Like, you ever seen that on like really like fresh ass meat? Like, mm-hmm. where it had, you see it a lot on deer, like this kind of greenish sheen where the muscle. Yeah. Like, was. I'm not really sure what that. It almost looks like metallic. Is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I called my mom. I'm like, think there's something wrong with this yeah she's like no like, no that's how it's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> you know in uh there's like this there's several documentaries on netflix and the internet and stuff about like you know processed foods and meats yeah. that we eat and there one of them has a statistic that like in the average, you know, pound of ground beef you get from the grocery store, there's over 600 different cows in it or different. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's meat it. from 600 yeah. different animals. That is a fucked up thing to think about. Yeah. I like one. <laughs> if I'm going to eat meat, it should all be from the same, the beef same guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, man, who knows what, like, Chewy was eating. You know, you got you yeah. got Bucko and Chewy, the cows eating shit. And you know what? Fucking Bucko's an idiot. Or Chewy. Yeah. I saw Chewy chewing on a f- who knows? They feed these who knows what they're feeding these things. Oh yeah. They feed they feed these animals that are supposed to be grazing in field in fields like meal where you know it's like the cows will eat some pig remnants and the pigs eat some cow remnants. And so the pig, so the cow is eating the pig that ate the cow. Yeah. And it's like you're getting, we're fucking around with mad cow disease, which is a thing. It's prion disease, which, yeah, which can affect humans. Prions mm-hmm. are fucking scary. Yeah. And that's something I should talk about with Bob when he comes on here and scare him a little bit. Yeah. I mean that that's what with um. Jakob's Crutzfields. And what is and it? Uh, that's th- it. In 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 deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, what it, what, what's CWD, chronic yeah, wasting disease. It's, yeah, it's Jakob's Crutzfeld's oh, disease, okay. and it's a prion disease. That and a prion is basically a protein. Mm-hmm. It's like neither alive nor dead. It's a protein, and it cannot be destroyed. There is no way, in my understanding, that a prion can be destroyed. Extreme heat, like thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of degrees, will not destroy them. Um, extreme cold will not destroy them and time will not destroy them. So once they're there, they're there and they're incredibly dangerous. And yeah. they, the they effect multiply, that they, yeah, and I don't really know how it works. I'm not a, yeah. I'm not an expert, but like you see what happens to deer and, and other bovines oh, that get them. Yeah. It's, it, it, what it does is it, um, it, it encephalop, it's an, I believe it causes an encephalopathy which essentially turns your brain from looking like a brain into it makes it more porous like a sponge. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that yeah. before with that. It's like a sponge they have a spongiform epithelium. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Well, yeah, it turns it into. We have spongiform epithelium. It's a body tissue. I believe that is it's like what makes up our erectile tissue. I'm not really sure. Hmm. But yeah, it's fucked up. And uh, by by eating the meat that's coming from these places that you don't know about, um, you you are running the risk of like coming in contact with animals that had that. And although you might not get it, it is still it is it's still you shouldn't you should be concerned about that, man. You should be concerned with what you're putting in your body. So many people aren't. Lily's vegan now. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. I, I love it, man. Yeah. She's she's gone gluten free and vegan, and I'm like, you know, part of me is just like, well, we'll see how long like this lasts. But like, dude, that's how she was raised. Yeah. She didn't eat fucking. She didn't. She grew up on you know whatever Ezekiel bread and fucking uh-huh. rice cakes and stuff like. Yeah. <laughs> The stuff that we grew up on <laughs> came from cans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had that. I had that Wonder Bread came shit. PB and J on Wonder Bread. Uh-huh. Goddamn, <laughs> terrible for you though. That's not food. Yeah. Your body just all of a sudden gets all these like molecules that it's just like, where do we put this? Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess we'll store it around the liver or something. <laughs> like it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like all this fake food is weird. Like we eat fake food. McDonald's is like, it's like fucking the food that you see in animations. There's times where I've gotten, you know, rallies. Yeah, man, rallies. I got rallies and I was like, this looks like cartoon food. (laughs) (laughs) And it really fucking is. It's just, it's fake. It's not real food. Uh It's very strange. (laughs) I've been eating real clean lately and uh, I passed by a Taco Bell yesterday after eating those tacos that I ate today. Yeah. Which were just. I'm 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 not they big on tooting my own horn. Toot it for me. Oh, yeah. They Holy were crisp and fresh. Uh-huh. I passed by a Taco Bell and saw like the beef supreme. It was like <laughs> just like a, a triple beefy layer nacho cheese burrito. Yeah. And it's just like that looks like cancer or yeah. that just looks like just sludge. Like uh-huh. what are you uh, what are we eating? Yeah. People I think a huge part of the reason why COVID was so bad here is because we're so goddamn unhealthy. Like, <laughs> yeah, our bodies aren't getting essential nutrients. We're all vitamin D deficient. We're mm-hmm. all vitamin C deficient. We're all like deficient in iron and. We're <laughs> 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 just a sickly rich people. <laughs> we are, dude. We are so sickly. Like, what does it tell you about our society when our poorest people are also our most obese? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm so happy to have you here, Bob. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it has been far too long. Yeah, it has. <laughs> I would like to add that neither of us have had a drink uh, since Memorial Day, which today that would be, I don't even know how long, not that long, like 25 days or something, 26 yeah. days. And uh, we still are not drinking. We're uh, on a mission to abstain from alcohol for for an extended period of time. And it's gone, it's... What's amazing about it, and we, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, bud. Oh, no. But, like, what's amazing about that is, uh, it, for me, it's like watching my other friends drink while, yeah. I'm, while I'm not participating. And it, it's like, <sighs> it's like so many activities essentially are just drinking. Yeah. It's like, we're going to have, we're just going to drink. Like, we're going to get together and drink, and that's it. We're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas now that I'm not really partaking, it's like, can we, like, go somewhere? Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> go on a walk or play music? Or, like, can we fucking find, a like, a go-kart track and go go-karting? Yeah. Like, that's way more fun to me than, like, slugging six beers. Yeah. You know? What's your take, Ben, on it? It's, um... You know, it was kind of rough. There, there was a lot of rough patches. Okay. And I pretty much just forced myself and into total uh, 
reclusion. Right. You just go home from work. Yeah. And fucking just turn off the phone at like eight o'clock or something. Yeah. <laughs> and go. Well, that's bed. why you don't answer after eight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, I don't know. I feel way more stable yeah. when I'm not drinking. Oh yeah. Like, it's it's drinking i think is a lot of people's like number one coping mechanism mm-hmm. drinking and masturbation yeah. and if you get rid of one or both or the other like it for a man i'm no, women what do i do i don't <laughs> i can't speak for women but like you you have to find other things to like entertain yourself and bring like some solace in your mind yeah you know cuz drinking is a coping coping mechanism it's a central nervous system depressant depressant and it acts very similarly to benzodiazepines, which are the number one prescribed drug for anxiety. Yeah. So I think a ton of people, like, we, it's a social lubricant, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're all here, you know, drinking in this shithole city to avoid the reality <laughs> of that we live in this yeah. fu- in circumstances that we're not happy with. Yeah. And I think that's a l- large amount of people and why they drink is and they wouldn't say that they drink because they like it and it's yeah. it's nice and it is nice and I'm not against drinking I like drinking but I think that it's, it's far good t- to take breaks it's it's way too common yeah it's it's a poison man it it it's it's it it it, it, it just takes away something from you when you're doing it too often even if you're only drinking a drink a day that's yeah. that's still far too much oh yeah occasionally have a drink maybe two. Maybe have a night where you binge drink, you know, mm-hmm. get a little wild. That's fine. But like doing that every weekend or doing it, you know, four nights a week where you have a couple, it's just, it's just not healthy. Yeah. And your body doesn't like it. It stresses you out, you yeah. know, so I'm, I'm happy to not be drinking right now, but it feels like I'm on a pretty high horse right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, you have anything else you want to add? We've been going, oh, this is about an hour and uh, 45 yeah. here. Not much to add. I actually gotta get going here soon. That's cool, buddy. Let's uh, let's let's call it quits. I yeah. I really appreciate you coming on, man. This has been fun. Yeah, I've had a really good time. Yeah, this has been fun. I yeah. uh, I'm 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 happy to do uh, I don't know what is this number fourteen. Yeah. Number fourteen, baby. We're getting in there. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on, bud. Yeah, yeah. Check you next time.